Hi, Sinead. Thanks, Emil, for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, me and Sinead know each other from a while back um, from doing different gigs yeah. in the past. And um, Sinead Kennedy from Sinead Kennedy Coaching was the best lady that I said I could contact anyway when it comes to answering questions because you're a relationship coach as well as a psychotherapist when it comes to questions regarding relationships, be it romantically, be it friends or family, and just how yeah. to navigate through solutions for little maybe roadblocks that they might have. So yeah. Sinead, do you want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit further so people can kind of get to know you? Yeah, so as you said, I am a relationship coach and psychotherapist. Um, I, I suppose, got into that work because and I think this tends to be the case with a lot of people who want to help other people. They've gone through their own kind of struggles themselves and I'm I suppose I used to suffer quite badly with anxiety and then I suppose when you dig a little deeper into that relationships tend to kind of be a part of that as well so um so I suppose then through my own journey kind of trained as a psychotherapist and a relationship coach and now I want to take the tools that I have learned and uh, help other people help other women brilliant and I think that's a good thing because people are asking me, why did I get into the singles or solo side, single side, because it's random enough. But like it kind of fits the eco fitness, like you're out getting mm -hmm. healthy and you're moving and you're talking and you're connecting through movement. But as you said, the reason I really got into it was because of my own dating struggles mm -hmm. online on dating apps. And not only was I ghosted people, I was getting ghosted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, and then I had to learn, research how to navigate this. But now that I have a group of guys, I was like, going, OK, I want them to kind of not make the same mistakes I made. And if we can kind of fast forward it for them so they're not making the same mistakes, it's yeah. just educating people and give them a different experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think we're on the same page <laughs> when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah you want to share what, you, what you've learned to help people not make maybe some of the same mistakes. Exactly. And yeah. you know the way they say speed dating, we can say speed learning. So yeah, we're just yeah. up the process. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves a bit of a shortcut. Oh, 100%. I'm like, how can we do this easy and faster and better? And it is pulling in the, it is pulling in people like yourself and help people yeah yeah deadly so I suppose um do you want to give people a background because you are married now um I'm married yes um I'm yeah re well we were one of the um COVID weddings actually so um we're we got married but we didn't have our celebration until last year so we had that in Portugal which was lovely um and as you can hear I'm Irish but I am actually uh living in Spain in the south of Spain near Malaga so it's quite hot today so not <laughs> to bear with me but yeah I mean I think with my own struggles with relationships um I suppose I came from uh a difficult maybe family dynamic which then kind of came into my relationships romantic relationships as well which I was unaware of um and then I suppose through my own work on myself and personal development you see maybe your own relational patterns and how they're playing out in your romantic relationships too and then when you become aware of something then you can begin to kind of work on it and uh yeah hopefully there's some of the tools that I can share with you today 
And I can definitely relate to that as well. Like I wasn't aware that my learned behavior from a child and what I saw was love, connection and family and all that jazz. Yeah. I was trans, I did, I was unaware. I had no idea until I did the work myself and actually talk to people. Sometimes I had to get it pointed out uh, Mm. that I, and then it was through the same relationship that I had for 10 years, not my ex-husband, but the one after that, um, three breakups later with that relationship, it was the same patterns. So it took 10 years to see the same pattern play out with the same person. Whereas that was three different people and three different relationships. Would I have seen it? Maybe, maybe I would have, I would have copped it eventually that, listen, I have to start looking inward here. There's something going on with me. It can't be all them. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be surprised. I think, um, you know, people get, I, I was definitely one of them kind of being like, you know, all of these, these men can't be the same. Like, I don't understand why it is the same pattern, you know, but but then still continue to do it for, for a long time or still continue to attract the same type of relationship and get into the same type of passion so yeah it's it's hard to kind of recognize that and a lot of the time it can be through kind of feedback from friends or family maybe or other people as well um because sometimes they can kind of point out those blind spots that you can't see you know absolutely it's like you're the same lad again or he reminds me of him and so yeah. let's say if someone doesn't know their blind spot right and let's just say for the singletons that I have and um, and by the way, like if anyone is single, it's nothing to be ashamed of. This is something that came up no. in conversation as well, that if people are listening to this, it seems to be like a failure to be single at a certain age, because how no. come you have a failed relationship? How come you just can't make it work? And yeah. I found that and definitely the feedback I got back from single people, they're sometimes embarrassed, especially the men, because it's like failure. How come you haven't yeah. made it yet? It's, it's, you know, so it's not a yeah. failure. I, I hear that and then but it's like if you think about it in a different way it's like well you haven't decided to settle for a relationship that you weren't happy in like that's that's another way of looking at it you know yeah. and, and probably a more exactly yeah a reframed way of looking at it you know it's, I don't know that it's a failure maybe it's actually a better option than staying in something you're not happy in yeah, exactly. And then if someone couldn't see their blind spots, we'll say, um, of repeating patterns and going back mm-hmm. to the kind of familiar, the same relationships, mm-hmm. how have you any advice for them? Well, I I would say, you know, we all have that feeling. We ignore it a lot of the time. But um, a lot of the time, if we're, you know, when we kind of go inwards, and pay attention to that gut feeling or that disease maybe that we have you know um that's a starting point of kind of going okay like you know I'm in this relationship maybe I'm not getting what I want and then really even even looking at the past relationships and writing like asking yourself questions like what attracted me to this person? Um, what was the fantasy or the image I had of this relationship going into it? Like, what did I dream this relationship to be? Did it end up that way? 
did I stay for longer than maybe I intended to? Um, what were the behaviors maybe in this relationship that I didn't like that I was, um, like my behaviors and the behaviors of the other person. And if you can do that over maybe the, the last few kind of relationships, situationships, dates, whatever you want to call them, you might be able to see some patterns. And when okay. you can start to see the patterns, then you can begin to kind of get curious about it. I mean, we jump to kind of judge ourselves when we see things like that, you know, when we become maybe aware of patterns that aren't so, um, that aren't serving us so well, we can jump to kind of judge ourselves, but that, I understand that. And at the same time, that's probably not very constructive. It's like, how can you be like, okay, I'm aware of this now and I'm curious about it. I wonder where that comes from. I wonder why I do that. I wonder what need it's fulfilling for me to do that. Um, and that I suppose can begin to bring up some answers. It's funny you said dreams, right? Because <clears throat> I don't know if you agree about this, but when I was on the online dating apps, right? And you're chit-chatting somebody and you're this image of them going by their picture, going yeah. by what they portrayed as a story because pictures are stories. Mm. So you mostly get the swipe over pictures and it might be them out on a hike. It might be them out at sea dipping. And next thing you have this fantasy image, as you said, or fantasy scenario going on in your head going, oh, they could possibly come sea dipping with me. They could possibly come hiking with me. And next thing yeah. you know, you have this big, massive story built up of, yeah. what, of this fantasy person. And then yeah. what I found was then they they weren't matching up to that when I'd meet them. Mm. And then I'd try and match them up to it or even go on a second date. And why why isn't this happening? Do you know, that kind of way. Yeah. They were just being themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Sometimes then, you know, we have these expectations of people. And maybe they fall short of that and then we write them off. Yeah. Or we can have that fantasy of somebody and we stay in, in, in situations or relationships where maybe we're not so happy because we have this fantasy of what we think this relationship could be. And I mean, unless there's kind of communication or a, um, an indication that things are going to move in that direction um you know you could be really wasting your time with kind of just hanging on to this this dream or this Fantasy. image that you have yeah and that I should as you were talking there before you said communication I wrote down communication because that's what came up with one of the feedback questions so mm -hmm. I gave out the solo guys a feedback form last week or this week and a few little questions came up on it and one of them I got them to tick the box um in the questions um yeah one of them was um what do you think that you need help with when it comes to a relationship and the most one ticked was communication mm -hmm. so I suppose yeah. would you agree with this the knowledge that I have now I suppose with the dating it's well I suppose I'm off the online date now but we have to kind of talk about that as well I suppose <laughs> but because we're meeting people in person with the solo hikes they're getting to feel people's energies they're getting a face they're getting them who they are right there in the present moment 
without mm. actually it's like a blind date they don't know what they're going into there's like 30 women yeah. in, and they have no idea who's showing up so they're yeah. just taking people at face value and chit-chatting and I suppose the biggest thing that came up was communication how can I communicate how I feel either ask mm. for a second date or how I actually what I actually want based off not being fantasy of what I think I want yeah some people are probably afraid to communicate that as in well, I actually don't like going out for dinner. I actually like doing this instead because they they don't want to kind of be difficult or they don't want to yeah. they don't want to kind of feel like they're not going to get a second date or a third date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if does that go back to a kind of need to please other people? Um, I'm not. I'm not having. You know, uh, that's not a a sweeping comment because it might not be for everybody but I think sometimes um and I mean we're all human beings we want people to like us yeah definitely we're like it's part of us (laughs) yeah and I mean if we didn't then you know I don't think we would have survived because we you know we need people to to like us and at the same time it's like to what degree is that impacting on your life and sometimes part of our fear maybe of being able to communicate what we need from another person is because we want to please them and um perhaps putting their needs before our own and that can sometimes be maybe because you've been used to that maybe that's a role that you had in your family growing up or in your friend group or um sometimes it can be as a response to maybe trauma in your life as well that other people's needs are more important than mine and when we're unaware of that then we continue to kind of not be able to to communicate it doesn't mean that it's not possible it's it's very possible when we become aware of it and then we kind of how do we communicate that in the language that's comfortable well not comfortable because it's going to be uncomfortable if you've not you're not used to doing that you know um oh sorry Sinead for cutting across this someone that is communication is a bit poor they were always probably told to put up and s-h-u-t up and that's it yeah yeah do what i'm saying and that's it or they may have come from a past relationship where they were the quiet one and the other, the partner, the, the partner was the more dominant one. And yeah. they were fearful. Maybe that you don't know what's going on. Maybe there was physical abuse. You don't know what's going on or mental abuse. Yeah. Or, so for anyone listening to this, that's stepping into the dating world, newly yeah. fresh out of the box and kind of absolutely bricking it going, I don't want to repeat the same mistakes again, or maybe unaware of it. If they, if they feel like they're not communicating and putting their needs, their the other person's needs before them, yeah. Have you any advice for them of steps to take? Yeah, well, I suppose it's like, how can you be brave? Because you're going to be stuck in that in that cycle of fear if you don't step outside the comfort zone. So how can you begin to ask for what you need or share more of your opinions, I suppose, you know? And um, sometimes we can find that difficult uh, if you're not if you're not used to it. So like uh, what I would say is 
sometimes to take maybe responsibility or, or to communicate in a way that you're taking responsibility for your own feelings. And that can be a really easier way to have a difficult conversation. So you might say, um, you know, I, I know that you like going for dinner um, and that's not really my thing. What I like is this, you, you know, you don't have to, I suppose, like, blame the other person or shame the other person, you know, and I think sometimes our fear is that the other person might reject us. Um, yeah. But if you're continuing to hold yourself back all of the time, you're going to end up back in the same pattern because you're going to end up doing all of the things that the other person wants to do and not having your needs met in yeah. any way. So how can you be brave to kind of take that? take that step I don't know if that answers the question <laughs> I suppose we we had a, we had a conversation about this before and myself and my a friend and I and yeah. uh, it wasn't about dating but it was about something else and we actually role played over the phone mm. and I was like okay let's go role playing and she was like what and she was actually this is a really good idea okay I said I'll pretend I'm Mr X you or who you are and I'll start asking questions and then you you respond and um then we were back and over and um, you could easily be on the defense mode responding yeah. to something going, well, you want me to go out for dinner. I'm putting on all this weight because we're going out for dinner for so long. We're out for dinner three nights a week. I don't want to do that. I want to be healthy. So it's kind yeah. of like you have to, I suppose you said you have to be careful. You're not bringing their feelings into what you're bringing. It's you. It's about you and how I feel. And that's it. But I feel like that, you know, yeah. that it's, it's, you know. Yeah, like there's a real... um. Uh, it's, I suppose the way when we work with couples in therapy but I find it really really interesting because I use it with mums and their teenagers and I use it in my own relationship but it's a kind of formula of how we can communicate our needs and we start with when so whatever it is then you say I feel whatever you feel and then you say I need and it has to be a positive so an example might be when you don't empty the dishwasher I feel pissed off disappointed whatever what I need from you is to clean the kitchen when you come back whatever right? but it's to try and stay on the kind of positive side of things you're not blaming you're not shaming you're not saying you did this because when you get into a blame that I mean, even, even me pointing the finger at you there, it's like you go into like defense mode, you know, obviously that's what we're born to do as human beings. So it's like, how can you take responsibility for your own feelings and ask for what you need from the other person in a non-blaming, shaming way? And it's funny because when you point the finger there, like I didn't really notice really, but when you but when you said it then, like, isn't that something that a parent does to a kid and it's probably learned behavior? but you did this yeah yeah that, and then that's transferred into a relationship and then it's like whoa this i'm getting demonized here yeah yeah <laughs> we're a dishwasher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've all done it i've done it myself yeah i've done it myself. like oh yeah. i've done it myself but sure he mustn't he just doesn't care about me because he's not doing x y and z now where like sure. the dishes now are still sitting there in the kitchen sink and it's my son's job to do it. And he only does it once a day. And before I'd be like, but you have to get rid of them as they pile up. Now, why mm -hmm. would I do that? But sure, I just do it once and that's it. But that's yeah. logic thinking. 
where so yeah well it's also like as you talk about that as well I'm thinking about like the stories and the meaning that we put on things as well as human beings it's like it's not just about the dishwasher it's he doesn't care about me because he didn't answer or didn't empty the dishwasher you know and that's what we do and that's why like understanding your story um is really important because we bring all of the beliefs that we have about other people about ourselves about the world around us into relationships and if we're not not aware of that then we start you know adding meaning to something that maybe is just about not having remembered to empty the dishwasher <laughs> and i suppose so the, the communication came up um that the ghosting came up all of that is wrapped around communication the ghosting like mm-hmm. I've, I've I've been ghosted and I did ghost as well because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to I didn't have scenarios built up in my head of how I was going to if I was meeting somebody and I went on a date how I was going to end it and not carry on and leave mm-hmm. it lingering and I just didn't have the I didn't have the tools I didn't have the conversation ready in my head so I suppose that all still comes down to communication, really, doesn't it? Not expressing how you feel, what you want, afraid of letting the other people down. Yeah. Um, so like it, we're working with people and relationships and all that. Have you any scenarios like people getting ghosted? Like what has popped up for them feeling wise that they because I know I got ghosted before and I was like, Jesus, I was like, huh? I was like, I thought, I thought we were getting on okay. And then it was like ghosted. And I was like, I had to really sit back and think about it and go, well, listen, at this stage, I'd done, done a lot of dates. Like last year, I did a lot of dates. I did mm-hmm. like three or four months of dating three people a week for coffees because I was like, right, someone said to do this, I'm going to do it. And yeah, yeah. too much because I was overwhelmed. But I learned loads within that time. And I yeah. used, every time I got ghosted, I was like, okay, there's a lesson to be learned here. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And mm-hmm. um, but then you have to look at it and go, well, that's their lack of communication as well. Because I reached yeah. out, oh, I, uh, the, I thought the date went well, blah, 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 would you like to go on another date? Nothing. Or else it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe next week, maybe the week after. That's their lack of communication because I yeah. I was the one that reached out first. But for yeah. someone that's hurt and probably in that space, like for them, have you any, would say, tips for them that if they do get ghosted and they're just in that hurt space at the moment, yeah, well, it's again about kind of looking inwards, isn't it? And understanding what's been triggered in you because you can't change how another person behaves. You can't change whether they ghost you or not. That's up to them. All you can do is look at your response to it. And, you know, if you are feel however you feel, that's, that's you know, that's okay. Yeah. And then become curious about what it's bringing up for you and why is this really about this guy that you've been on one date with not getting back to you or is this because of something else something maybe before this in the past a different relationship or you know is this because of the stories that you're telling yourself about yourself like I'm unlovable or I'm you know, I know that sounds really deep, but sometimes these beliefs can go really deep and they kind of play out in our relationships. And then it's not just about this guy that you've been on one date with. It's like, oh, I, I, I must be the problem. And then it's how can you begin to kind of work on your. On that, because that's the real change. 
I, I definitely get what you're saying like because if you've been like people call it burnt in the dating world you know you've been mm. burnt so many times and it could like definitely I've noticed definitely with people around me it's either the love and connection wasn't there when they were a kid and they just think that this is it this is the way it's meant mm. to be and that they're not lovable or as you mm. said it could have been from a past relationship like because I know people that have been in relationships but there was nothing happening physical love mm. love wise sexual wise nothing and it was just this person was there constantly is it gaslighting is that the word kind of love bombing first and then gaslighting is that the word mm-hmm. kind of like like a mouse you're trying to drip feed the mouse into the trap to get them caught like just bite yeah. this and then come back and hopefully I get you again so like I suppose there's mm-hmm. a lot of that in it as well and yeah yeah like yeah past past relationships and what they've been like because I mean if you've been through something like that the gaslighting where people kind of question their own sanity or their own you know that is really traumatic that's really really difficult situation to go through and so yeah I mean that's gonna that's gonna be hard then when you're going into a new dating situation um but again it's it's it all comes back to us I think you know um and and I suppose how that's affected us and how you can kind of work on work on yourself if that makes sense and then if if someone was like dating and they know they had they figured out okay I have a bit of work to do on myself what's Mm. the steps or what would you think or what would you say to them yeah well I suppose that's quite a broad question um yeah I mean let's say Let's just say a scenario. I'm just trying to think of someone. They're um they were married. The marriage is broken up. They're still living with the person because neither of them can afford to move out. Sure. Um, they're waiting on a divorce or separation to for it to happen. Um, but they've decided that both of them are just going to move on with their lives, living in separate bedrooms. The kids are living there, but yeah. they, they they go out in the dating scene then, and next thing they have this story, and they're afraid to tell the story. Um, they get into date three, so it's like, okay, you know, does it where does the dad take the kids, or vice versa, the mom? And next thing, they have to get into this story. Mm. That could be that could be a scenario for someone just to ghost and run straight away and not come back because they don't want to say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what... again, I wonder like what meaning you're attaching to that because I suppose what I hear is that okay, people have split up. And I'm guessing that's probably because they felt that that was the best thing to do. And maybe in not talking or what, not wanting to talk about that, I wonder, is that because of shame or or fear that people might see them in a different way if they knew that about them? And, and if it was, let's just say if it was the guy who was still living with the ex and mm. he was out dating a girl, and let's just say the guy was afraid to say it. He's not been his true self then, but the girl picks up on something, as we do. You pick mm-hmm. up on something's not just right. Like, what advice would you have to the guy if it is shame and if it is, I really like this girl, she's going to run because maybe X, Y, and Z, maybe she thinks I'm still with my ex or maybe she thinks I'm not going to be able to emotionally and financially support her in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to him? Yeah, but you see, in that example, he's thinking about what another person might be thinking. And 
we do that all the time in relationships. We mind read and we go, oh, they're going to think this, they're going to think that. And then we start to work ourselves up and we get anxious and we get fearful when the reality of the situation might be very different. So it's about being brave and being able to kind of open up. I mean, especially in the dating world, you know, you don't want to necessarily let down all your boundaries and kind of tell, you know, somebody you're on a first date with your whole life story and everything about you. I mean, obviously you want to have some boundaries with them too. And at the same time, how can you be as authentic as possible and be brave enough to be yourself, you know? And even if that means fear of rejection or being judged, you know, that's that's really difficult. And at the same time, do you want to continue being in a relationship where you're not where you're hiding something and you're not being able to be yourself you know I think what you mentioned there was boundaries you don't mm. have to tell everybody everything in the first day no. because like you're just you're giving them the wrong impression of you and I was guilty of that as well now that I think about it and I actually bumped into him last night out of the races I saw him mm. and I was there oh god that was the lad I went on three four dates with and when he told me he was living with his ex um I just got a whole different I just got a whole different out outlook of him yeah and, um I, I I don't know but is that down to my values of me as a person or is that because where I came from that was like I, I was like I couldn't live like that I couldn't do it I would mm -hmm. prefer to put myself under a bit of pressure to get out of the scenario for myself and the kids and be independent yeah. um rather than being in that story so like what would you say to that then because I was the one judging him then but neither yeah. of them could afford to move out um but then I suppose the fear behind me was then of well okay a he's still he's still living with his ex b it's not mm. something that I would do like mm. because I've been in that situation and I worked my way out of the situation because it's not what I would do for myself yeah. or the kids to be living in that toxic environment mm. and even though I couldn't afford to move out I let it happen and b I was like going well what about if there's alcohol taken and they just decide oh screw it we'll just hook up mm. that 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 was my fear yeah and yeah. I was like I I can't live like that <laughs> yeah but listen like you're paying attention to what it is that it's bringing up in you okay fear and what is the fear about okay it's about all of these different things and it's okay you know I hear that you're you know you feel like you're judging him but it's yeah. also okay it's also okay to have you know boundaries and what I mean by that is like what's okay and what's not okay for you and if it's not okay that he's still living with his ex-partner then that's okay too like yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there because I felt guilty because I I haven't seen him since only last night and I was like what's the chances that he's across the room like we live in Dublin small enough and I say this to the guys all the time, make sure you end things well. But this was before I learned all this crack. And um, mm -hmm. but I yeah, when you think about it, there was a bit of guilt there that I was mm -hmm. like, OK, he's actually a nice guy. And he seems he seems he was honest with me. OK, he left mm -hmm. it to the fourth day to say it. I nearly choked on the pizza. And um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, but then when I thought about it, I said, I have to think about this. And that, that's yeah. when I thought about it. Them, them two things came up was number one, that's not what I would do. And mm. I couldn't live in that toxic bar environment for too long. And number two, it was the fear of going, I, uh, w what what could possibly happen in the same house? Yeah. And, and then the other fear was that 
okay, that struggle that he's having with his ex and he's telling me that it's not good and it's not a nice environment, that's probably going to feed into me and our yeah. day and then my life and then the cycle starts again. Yeah, so, yeah. And I suppose maybe, you know, there's, I mean, I don't know what the situation was after, but like there, I suppose, is the option to kind of communicate that and ask, you know about that and find out more about that um or you know say this is my boundary and I'm not okay with that I don't know that I'm comfortable with that that's okay yeah you know and I know we say about being judgmental and yeah okay you know we don't want to be over critical of ourselves or other people and at the same time we're human beings we do judge yeah we do yeah, it's just part of life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, when I was um, with them, I was curious on the date and I was asking them, like, how does that play out? Where does she sleep? Where does the child sleep? Where all of this slept? Now, I didn't mm-hmm. like one or two answers that I did. I, I got because I was like, oh, I wouldn't have done that either. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have done that to my child. So I didn't like one or two answers. So as you said there, now that I'm talking about it, as you said there, come back into the communication is don't be afraid to ask the questions because if they're open, they like he told me he answered it perfectly well, yeah. truthfully, and I do believe him, but I just didn't like one or two answers he gave me because they're not my values. And yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Where yeah. if, if he answered it a bit differently, maybe, and probably said X, Y, and Z and was more thoughtful of the child involved, then I would be like, oh, he's he's not bad, you know. He's yeah, yeah so I just didn't like two answers that I got. So that was the deal breaker for me. And straight away, I was just like, I I'm, I can't go there because it's not what I would do. And yeah. um, and I I couldn't. And then my fear was, would he do that to me? And would mm. that scenario seep in? So um, I suppose, yeah, now that I talk it out with you, <laughs> with, a, with a therapist, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's communication, I suppose, isn't it? Asking the right questions. Yeah, communication and also being aware of your boundaries and being aware of your values, you know, because I hear that in you, you know, asking a bit more about his situation, you're like, oh, well, actually, what he did there would not really align with my values or how I would want things to be, you know, with a child or in a separation. Um, and that's okay. Again, you're being, you know, authentic and honest. And, yeah. Yeah, I think I said something along the lines of, because it was last year, I think I said something along the lines of, I couldn't live like that. Like, I just had to get out with my kids. I couldn't. I couldn't mm-hmm. have that environment for the kids. And yeah. I, I got out. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I prefer to be broke rather than living there and doing do, in that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember the conversation now. I was in, investigating, investigating, I suppose, and kind mm-hmm. of saying, well, wh- why can't either of you move out? What's the What's the deal? And because he owned the house, I get it. Like yeah. I get it, he owns the house before she he married her. So I get it. So there's a bit of this is mine, not yours. I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But um, but still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can have empathy for a person and also not want to have a relationship. Exactly. So that's a good point, actually, especially when someone is with someone, like my scenario, and felt it feels like or oh, maybe there could possibly be a potential relationship here. But I suppose, as you said, if you stay true to your what you believe is true and your values, mm. you can't go wrong. Because yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't like this. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. I don't like what I'm here and it's not where it's not me. And um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you but, see, I think sometimes, you know, I suppose what I what I hear is that okay, you got that feeling, but also you were able to kind of reflect on it. Like, what's it bringing up for you? And that's I think the piece sometimes because if let's say we've been through a difficult relationship or upbringing, family situation, whatever, sometimes we kind of walk around with like an antenna up I'm gonna say and we're kind of scanning relationships for maybe danger or dangerous situations and sometimes that kind of goes off when it's not it's not a dangerous situation it's just maybe our bodies our minds our nervous systems reacting to something that maybe feels like it could be similar to something that happened back then but again, it's about awareness. Like if we know our story and we know our relationships and how they have influenced us um, and our traumas and all of that, then we can begin to, when we get that gut feeling, okay, is this my trigger, my reaction to something in the past? Or is this about this situation in the here and now? Well, I suppose you know? if someone doesn't know their story, right, can you give me an example of a story? Um, because if anyone, I'm sure people have listened to a few podcasts I put out there, but they kind of, if they didn't they get to know the story, it was yeah. like just kind of really uneven ground, messy, messy in the head. Relationships were messy, even when I was a kid. Um, my boundaries, I had no boundaries, I had no values. It was just kind of like free for all, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Then love and love was served to us in a different way when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And um, that was very distorted then in relationships. Mm. where I thought love was arguments and then make up again and stuff like that like you know you'd nearly wait for an argument because you'd love the making up part so we were brought up with that kind of tendency Mm. um so if someone doesn't know there's where I know where I've learned that um I get very triggered when someone ignores me in a relationship Mm. and um I get very triggered and I go back to a child and Mm. um but they can't express how they feel but I'm kind of like, well, let's just deal with it now and talk it out. Like, what's the crack? Can we not just have an argument and get it done and then move mm-hmm. on? And then I can't stand that whole silence crack and ignoring and all that crack. And oh, it drives me mad. And uh, so I suppose if how do people know their story? Do, do they look, is it easier to kind of, as you said, find patterns? How did mom and dad play out? Mm-hmm. How did they, how, how was love? served to them is, is that is that how people find out their story yeah well I mean it's I suppose any type of kind of self-development or or you know whether that's journaling on things I mean sometimes if you've not done any kind of work on yourself that that can be you know it's hard to know where to start and maybe sometimes yeah. that can be therapy sometimes that can be working with um a coach because especially when we get into relationships that's when sometimes a mirror is kind of nearly held you and you're like oh why do I why do I do this why can I not communicate how I want to why do I freeze why do I shut down um why do I get anxious maybe when the other person can't tell me what they're thinking and that's a really good point to kind of go get curious about it and whether that's 
on your own journaling about it or whether that's in therapy or with somebody else kind of not being judgmental about it you know being being kind to yourself about it but being curious about it and wondering where that comes from and I suppose the other question is then right I'm just thinking of scenarios now as we're talking is there a difference with like people can recognize gaslighting and actually people just wanting time to think like where where do you draw the boundaries of okay it's been it's been a week like (laughs) so where and then they come back and tip in every now and again and going oh how are you I was thinking about you yesterday (laughs) yeah I suppose have you any have you any kind of tips for girls or guys who is on that receiving end of is it gaslighting or is it just look at I'm just not interested in you or or do they actually need time to think I suppose that's answered there if they just need time to think it should take only a few hours in a day like (laughs) yeah well again because we can't control what another person does we have to say what's okay for me you know like are you okay to just hang out and let this person do whatever you know let this person think take a week to think about whether they want to contact you or not I don't know but it's 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 more so thinking about what's boundaries for you yeah what's okay for you and what's not okay for you and being able to say that and I and that that's hard that is hard but it's like otherwise the ball's always in the other person's court really and you're just kind of hanging around yeah exactly so would that be would that be like to recognize old behavior patterns coming in that if you did meet someone there was a connection there was a few dates and they said they need to think about it if you let them go for if you kind of if they're gone for a week thinking about it but that's what you would normally have done and then they come back when you're like oh, okay you're back again well then it's probably to recognize that behavior and go is that actually what you really want yeah and I would say personally for me, no. <laughs> yeah, no, because it did happen to me the last date. It was kind of like uh, after like a few days and I kind of said, oh, hey, how are you? Because there was a relative sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when the conversation went on, it was like, oh, I actually really like you. But, you know, I think maybe once a month is if you're OK with that. And I was like, in what part of the conversation that we met for one hour on the beach yeah. when I wasn't even going to show up? And I said, out of courtesy, I would like, because I was like, okay, I'll show up because it could be the person that I said I wouldn't show up to because I was yeah. tired. I said, out of what part of that conversation did you pick up that you thought it was okay to say to me that we could meet once a month for whatever? I was like, yeah. I, that's not how this works. And I said, that's not the vibe I was giving out. So I don't know where you picked that up. And then it was kind of backtracked. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't really mean that. Um, I didn't, you know, uh, you know, that's not what I meant. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I just left it at that then and parked it. But within that few days when I didn't hear from him, I kind of had a story built up mm-hmm. because I thought there was a bit of a connection. And um, I was like, oh, God, he's like, he's like, he was all right. And um, but then it flipped and it was like, oh, maybe once a month might be good. And I was like, once a month? Where did he get this from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I um, did that in the boat pretty quick because it's not what I want. And it, it wasn't yeah and that's it like again I suppose comes back to communication as well it's like knowing what's okay and what's not okay for you and also being able to communicate that to the other person and maybe asking them about 
you know, you know, if they're saying to you, okay, they need to think about it for a week, okay, and then they come back. I mean, I would be curious about why they have to wait a week or what that's about. Is that their communication style? And then I don't know, you know, maybe kind of asking them. And I suppose if it is their communication styles, you really want to put up with that for the rest of your life, that they take exactly. a week to think about the small things. Yeah. 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 Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, my answer would be, uh, that's a negative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, thanks. If we like things to move pretty fast, but like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> or even slow, but Jesus, that's too slow. Um, so yeah. they, they were the more or less questions that came in was, how to ask for a second date, how to let people go. Um, I suppose how to let people go after a few dates and they're just not your person. Um, mm. I suppose, again, it comes back to communication really, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, when you say letting go, do you mean like actually communicating that to them or letting them go from... Oh, there was two your, scenarios. Your mind... Yeah, there was two scenarios. It was letting them go as in, or sorry, how to kind of have that conversation that this isn't working out. Mm. And then that was one scenario. And the other scenario was letting go of the past and being able to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose when it comes to relationships, if we think about like loss is like grief. And even if it's a relationship that maybe didn't serve you and wasn't good for you there's still a process of grief that we kind of go through when we move on from a relationship and so you know understanding that you might go through things like wondering could things have been different or um you know thinking that they might just come back into your life or being angry about things or feeling sad about things and it not being a linear process like that you might feel those things for a while and one day you might feel okay and one day it might hit you again and and allowing yourself to feel those feelings and to go through that process and and because in kind of ignoring it or shutting it down is when we can kind of get stuck in it sometimes and the process goes on far too long, I suppose. And you yeah. might possibly, I, if that was me, I would leave myself a high possibility to go back to them. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're back. Bing. Like, oh. And you see, when we're doing that, like your, your, your focus and your energy is so misdirected because you're focused on something coming back into your life that wasn't working as opposed to your focus and your energy being on an openness for something else to come into your life something healthier something better for you more fulfilling mm. and in line with values I suppose yeah someone asked me no that's 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 actually good because my my thing is what I say is look I don't this is how I feel it's mm. it's not for me and there's definitely someone out there for everybody and mm. I don't want to be the one sitting here saying that everything's fine when it's not fine for me um, yeah. because I don't feel like you're my person but that doesn't mean you're not somebody else's person yeah. and um, I don't know is that a right thing to say or a wrong thing to say but it seems to it seems to get me out of situations because it's the truth and um, yeah. like because there is somebody out there for each person 
Um, yeah. It's just not, it's not my person or how I feel like I want to have a relationship going forward kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and someone okay. asked me that last night as well. Why are you still single? You're this, you're that, and you're X, and you're Y, and you're Z. I was like, I was like, I just haven't met somebody that is in line with my values yet. And my values have changed. So you know me now for a few mm-hmm. years. My values have changed a lot as I kind of grew into myself and into, yeah. into what I want in life and stuff like that. So like all these guys that I was dating, they all had really good qualities. But as I was figuring my own values out, I was like, they're not really in line with my values. And that's OK. Yeah. And, and that's totally fine. Because yeah. their values are really cool, but they're just not mine. Yeah. And I said that. Yeah. Go on. It's so funny because, um, I, and again, I'm not painting everybody with the same brush, but sometimes, you know, we see maybe with the relationships that started maybe as teenagers or something like that, where we don't really know our own kind of identity yet or whatever. And then you see maybe sometimes couples grow really apart when they kind of get to know themselves maybe or as you say like their values and things like that that sometimes sometimes they grow together but sometimes they grow apart and we're always changing we're always growing we're always evolving I suppose and sometimes people grow with us and sometimes they don't I suppose you nailed it in the head there that's what I was kind of getting at but I couldn't figure out what way to kind of conduct the conversation last night I was kind of like the only way I could do it was if I if I have someone beside me I want us to be both going the same direction but have our own little thing going on but our values are very much the same yeah and I don't mind someone coming along with me where I'm at right now my level of journey where I've come from with a healed space and all that but I'm not willing to I'm not willing to be I'm not willing to be there to fix somebody either. Yeah. They have to be willing to be able to recognize what they need to work on themselves. And I've no problem in going with them forward and straight and alongside them, helping them. But I'm not willing to be the fixer anymore. And um, so that took a long time to understand that. So that's yeah. why it took a long that's- time. <laughs> yeah, but that's a huge, huge piece of huge thing to learn. You know. oh, it took a while, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's how basically I expressed it to a six-year-old man last night who was asking me questions, and he went, "Fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know yourself enough to be like, "That's not what I want. That's not okay." And I'm okay to live in alignment with my values and be open up to meeting somebody that's going to come on that journey with me. But I'm not going to go back to old patterns or veer off just to have a relationship no exactly and what they saying that um I was saying to the guy last night I don't mind meeting a guy who's aware of himself like as you said yeah. aware of their story aware of their triggers aware of their actions but working on it totally don't mind that because at least then they're aware and they'd be open to have a conversation about it yeah and that's that's more or less why I'm still single because I feel like I haven't met that person yet like that I would be feeling a connection but I also know that there's their work and their work in progress no more than myself yeah yeah so but that's it's the openness that's the thing it's the, the openness. openness and the communication to go yeah um you know okay I didn't like that that kind of triggered me or why did it trigger you to have that conversation mm. um because like I got triggered this week from listening to an audiobook and I was like geez I was triggered for about four hours and it wasn't even a time when I sat, saw, sat and thought about why I was triggered 
I, I expressed why I was triggered, acknowledged it and went, okay, well, this is what I'm doing to move on. So yeah. it was only a day rather than a week or two weeks where it would have been done for a long time before. Yeah. Where it was shortened because I investigated is what you said. And you said something to me years ago. Um, and I always remember you said it to me in your kitchen down where you had your old house. Mm-hmm. You were like, um, if you wouldn't let them rent space in your house, why are you letting them rent free in your head? And yeah. that always stuck with me, what you said, always. And that was a game changer for me. Mm. it's so true though because we spend so much time and this I suppose goes back as well maybe to breakups and things like that because sometimes we can hold on to that resentment or that anger for maybe longer than we need to because we're like we want the past to be different than what it was or we want revenge or whatever and they're just up there for so long that we're not being present in our own lives and it's like, how can you learn to kind of let go or forgive if, if that's something that you feel capable of? Um, just for your own sake, not for the other person. The other person hasn't got a clue that you're sitting in your room, you know, really angry about something that happened a year ago. And that struck a chord with me because I suppose people are probably listening to this going, what has this got to do with relationships? Actually, a lot got to do with relationships because that one particular person showing up in my head was showing up everywhere in my life. Mm. It was showing up in the bedroom with my partner. It was Mm. showing up everywhere. So that person was everywhere with me. And you said that to me. I was like, oh, hold on. I'm still keeping him alive from the grave. In every scenario, controlling every situation and my happiness of where I am at right now. Now, that that was only one element of the relationship. Obviously, the relationship had its own um, ups and downs. But I felt like that if I could even clear the space in my head. But what I started doing was I started filling my head with all the good that was happening around me. Mm. Like all the good that was in the relationship. So I tried to over, I tried to flood my head with all the good. So that's when that memory dampened down a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more so it was kind of like fading off by itself like looking at the boot looking in the wing the mirror and the car looking back at the boot it was like a suitcase was falling out of the boot and just getting smaller and smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. as I drove forward and that's kind of since you said that to me a few years ago that struck a chord and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm keeping this person alive Mm -hmm. from the grave in my head this is bullshit (laughs) 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 and then then, but it made sense it just was one simple Mm -hmm. thing and I was like oh okay (laughs) sometimes that's that is the one simple thing that makes a change you know yeah and then Mm -hmm. so um what that was kind of the questions that came in really and Mm -hmm. I suppose the takeaway I'm getting from this call is the communication, and it's probably from talking about my own story, but it's not until you say it out loud and someone else answers you. Yeah. <laughs> it comes back to values. Yeah. Yeah, well, in any relationship, the more you know yourself, the better, because you're going to understand, is this about me? Like, is this something that's coming up for me? Or is this about the other person's behavior? or whatever so and then the more you know yourself the more you're going to know what's okay and what's not okay for you you're going to know your values you're going to be able to 
feel more confident in communicating that because you know that's what you want you know so I suppose I'm just thinking now I don't want the call to go too long because we're nearly mm. an hour excuse me I'm just thinking of friends relationships recently and all that they're broken up like three months and all that kind of mm. jazz so my values is honesty integrity loyalty mm. um uh, they'd be kind of kindness um how they treat other people as well and how they treat myself and like there's, there's a few of them off now mm. I know but for for me if someone if I know someone's telling a little fib to protect me because we know we just know when people are telling we just know when yeah. people are true and um for me my standard is I'm letting that one thing go but I'm I'm fine I'm I'm watching the situation for the next few hours or few days mm. but I'm not letting it go and then if I feel like they've kind of turned a corner and kind of come back around and feel like they're trying to make the situation better, I'll question that and go, why did you say that? Was that, why mm. Why did you say that comment when it wasn't true? Like, it's just let me know, just let me inside your head so I can understand. Yeah. So, so you won't have to do it again or you won't feel like you have to do it again or say it again. Is it because you're afraid you're going to hurt me or whatever? So yeah. I, if people don't know their values, I suppose, make a list of their values and would I don't know would you agree with this being psychotherapist some people let things go and let things go and next thing they built up and they're stockpiled up into a bloody mountain and yeah. all and next thing all their values have built up all their broke their values that were broken have now stockpiled and how and they probably feel like they can't go backtrack so would you yeah. agree with that like to have a standard okay you let it slip but maybe assess it investigate mm. but come back around at it again well, that's the difference between an external like boundary. So a boundary between you and another person and an internal boundary, a boundary between you and yourself. What am I willing to put up with here? What am I willing to let go or not? Okay. You know, and that might look different in different relationships. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the other thing is, it's like sometimes people don't always deserve the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes. Okay. As in, in my opinion, in that, like, if somebody really crosses a line for you, like, it's worth paying attention to the first time. Okay. You know, I oh, I get you. As in, like, sometimes we give people the benefit of the doubt too, too much, I think. Too much. Okay. So I suppose a scenario like that would be, which happened to one of the girls, actually, she knew he was on the dating apps and she had an mm. idea that he could possibly be out dating other people. And as I said to her, if you've that good feeling, and this is not the first time you said it, there must be something in it. Mm. So um, it's, it's, the relationship was like five months or something going on. Mm. And this kept, this popped up really early in the relationship. And he said, no, no, no. And she did confront him and, what she learned from that relationship was growth of communication. Mm. This is, I can feel it. There's something uneasy here. I'm listening to my gut and I can't ignore it. Mm. So it came to, it, it was mentioned a few times, um, are we exclusive? And then they went exclusive. And what does exclusive mean to you? So she actually mm. quite went as far as questioning that. Like, this is what exclusive means to me. We're off the date naps. We're not talking to other people. We're not dating other people. It's just me and you. And he agreed, but he was still on the date naps. And he yeah. kind of, and then it went from there, then that she confronted him. And then he eventually said, oh, I'll get off them. So, and this was five months in. So she was just like, 
I can't do it. This is the, yeah. no, sorry. And that was the end of that then. Yeah. And sometimes again, because maybe the fantasy that we have of this relationship that we're going to have with this person can kind of color over that uh, feeling that we have at our gut sometimes. But like an example from like my own life, I remember going on the date with this guy and he said in the first date, he said something really strange to me about how he wouldn't go for girls that looked like me usually, that it, that it would be somebody who had dark hair I think he said or he usually goes for brunettes it was some, something like that and I had blonde hair at the time and I was like in my gut I was like this guy is a no from me but again because I had the the rest of the date was really good and he was really funny and he pulled out the chair for me and he opened the door for me I ignored everything about it and you know what? I ended up finding that he had a girlfriend the whole time and that he was lying to me and all of that. But I mean, that's a really good example of like, you know, there was something telling me that this was not okay. Like, and I ignored it. And I think sometimes we do that. And we give people the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it. And I suppose it's okay to do that until you recognize the patterns or like that's a tricky one because then if you like like that there was something attract you obviously went back so there was something attractive mm. about him that you can that you attracted you to him um and did it take long to like end the relationship it was a few months uh, no it got it got <laughs> it actually got a lot worse I realized he told me a fake name and everything so it really yeah yeah this guy was not a good guy but I mean the thing is, yeah, I, I just think sometimes we we really ignore we ignore that feeling, you know. I could have, I I think sometimes like if I had been more self aware, maybe it would have been like, okay, is this me just being extra cautious, like, or you know, is this me just being maybe judgmental, or is this actually no, this is not right for me. And I think if I had been more self aware, I would have been like goodbye <laughs> yeah and I suppose and yeah I know what you're saying because now like I'm able to I'm I'm able to end it really quickly now because it's mm. not it's not where I'm going and I can't see this person in my life and yeah. um, person's not going to fit into my values where I'm going and how can I introduce this person to people I know who like and trust and know me for who I am how can I introduce this person into my circle mm. and bring down the tone of the mood and the values that I have yeah. and for, I'm not willing to uh, but that took confidence mm. and that took a lot of um failures so yeah. for anybody listening to this that took a lot of failures confidence crying on and off date naps well I, did, I never cried over anyone I don't think I did no I, I maybe the last one because I was like what the hell was that yeah. <laughs> not the last oh, one. I, de- I definitely did <laughs> yeah maybe the last big one but more angry and more see I take it out in the weights and I take it out next time yeah. and I'm like right lads we're going exercise like mad today and they're like who rattled your kid <laughs> well johnny down the road who said he wants johnny <laughs> all our PRICKs, and then i'm like actually we like them <laughs> so that that was my piece. but i definitely cried over the 10-year one because it was such a big oh my god what was that and yeah. um but i still knew it was the right thing to do but i suppose for anyone listening to this if they're sitting there like I was last year 
like unconfident, new to the dating scene again, like figuring things out. I would personally, I would say, and you, Sinead, can add your what you think as well, mm-hmm. is put yourself out there and be mm-hmm. willing to learn and be willing to make the failures. You're yeah. willing to get hurt because you're it's your old childhood. I figured out that it was getting hurt. It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And um, try learn from it. And was there a pattern? Can I make the next one better? Mm-hmm. And my thing is closing the gap. Every time I went out on a date, I didn't stop. I kept going and I kept getting ghosted. I kept going, well, that was crap. What was I doing there? Learn from it. And then you close the gap then as you're going on and you realize what you actually do want. And um, now I'm still single, but I just, I'm not looking because I'm happy getting other people set up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, let's find the joy in someone else. And if someone happens to come along, fair enough, but I'll recognize them when they do. And hopefully I'll be able to make a quicker decision hopefully so have you any kind of chit chat about that well I agree with you I think putting yourself out there being brave enough to to step into the arena (laughs) you know to like put yourself out there because yeah it's difficult and it's um you know you risk whenever we do something that um is gonna create some change or push ourselves out of our comfort zone there's a risk and it's uncomfortable and at the same time you could find something really beautiful and you know but yeah if you're gonna sit at home in your house and not then you know okay you might not have the risk or the uncomfortable feeling but I mean you know a man or a woman is not going to show up at your door and say they want to be in a relationship with you don't know all the manifesting in the world all the manifesting in the world and writing a vision board and writing down your ideal partner is not going to bring them to the door you have to exactly. go out you have to go and I like that you said that because the arena you have to step into the arena I like that uh, yeah. you have to and put yourself out there and be willing to go well this is all of me and like as you said don't give all your story away in the first few dates like until they get to know you as you who you are now and then mm-hmm. happen to ask, not everybody needs to know the full story unless you're hiding it for your own degree of to manipulation or to repeat patterns yourself. That I wouldn't yeah. agree with that now. But like if you genuinely like the person and you're genuinely healed, they don't need to know all your story. They just need to know who you are now and that's it. Yeah, it's like dipping your toe in the water. You know, you can ease yourself into it. You don't have to be like, here I am and yeah. here's everything you know that you can uh you can tiptoe into it and people like curiosity as you said people mm-hmm. like to be curious they like to know mm, what's going on here like um mm-hmm. i want to see them again they were interested mm-hmm. and let them build up their own story i suppose of who you are now and every time they meet you they have a real story because it's face to face once the person has been genuine and kind and truthful mm-hmm. uh, and being them totally being themselves and mm-hmm. uh, but then that's different mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. Yeah, there you go now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that might help somebody anyway. Um, yeah. So Sinead, um, thanks Emil. Hopefully no we'll problem. have more questions Good again. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dating stories, sure, what are we all like? It's, it's the topic of conversation with my members anyway. They love it. Even the married ones love the dating stories. Oh, what's so on now? Again, what's the crack? <laughs> and, and I suppose if there is men listening to this, guys, they're not going to land at the door. All the mm. women events, all the events the women book out first. 
So mm. there's always genuine, this is what I would say, there's always genuine women there ready to rock and roll. And yeah. they're not going to come to the men's door, not hope. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for men sometimes because I do think that, I suppose it's that traditional thing of like, they always have to, you know, be the person to kind of ask the woman out on a date. I know that's quite a traditional thing, yeah. but I think for some men, that's still the belief is still the thought. And sometimes maybe it takes a little extra kind of courage. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if the women are signing up, why are you not there, lads? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are you not there? <laughs> exactly. Well, I know a lot of people think that was shyness and shyness yeah, and the yeah. crowd. And yeah. as you said, maybe it's, I don't know, it's, Maybe the men can come back to us and give us feedback. I don't know. I'll ask them on the next hike. Is it a case that it is an arena and there's a lot of bulls going into the arena? Maybe there's maybe there's a bit of that as well. They probably feel a little bit, oh, there's a yeah. lot of testosterone. There's other men. Are we competing? But like definitely in the hikes, there's none of that. And even one of the guys was on the radio interview the last day and he was even saying there's a bit of commandery with the guys who are going on the same hikes as in mm. what's going on any crack like did you go any dates what's the story yeah. and that's nice mm. yeah but even look but even if you think about it, like most healthy relationships are built off a of good friendship so if you're going in there go with that first like get to know the people there's there shouldn't be so much pressure exactly to marry the person like exactly. sometimes some guys leave it so last minute to book in i'm like do you actually think you're going to get married on thursday night <laughs> and meet the love of your life and then go to vegas and say actually i'm not going on that day it's Sunday. <laughs> just book in like it's 30 women over the space of two hours 30 chances to get to talk to 30 different personalities surely to god you'll find some sort of connection you know it's not usually as scary as you play out in your head anyway no definitely not and I suppose I'll leave it at this when we were on a hike one of the hikes I won't mention where it was but we're on one of the hikes people actually had to actually had to come into a building that wasn't really outside and the fear of God coming in on people's faces the men especially because it was like oh look at all these women what am I walking into and the fear of God but then when they got in then they were grand yeah grand yeah, not a bother. <laughs> they got into it, okay. They got into it, okay. So yeah. I would say just keep coming, just keep coming. And I suppose if they do think they need a relationship coach or a coach of some description, it is always mm-hmm. good to bounce off somebody else like mm-hmm. yourself to kind of go in because you probably find that with coaching. When I used to do it anyway, I used to go in and just bleh, puke out all of my, this was my week. And then the more I talked, the more the coach was able to pinpoint stuff and join the dots for me and go, well, why did you say that now? Why did you do this? Or yeah. why? And then it was able to, as you said, it was holding a mirror back to me for me to be able to look when someone else said it back to me. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I did that. Yeah, they're not going to solve your problems, but they're going to be able to, you know, bring you towards that, I suppose, curiosity or help you to realize patterns maybe. Um, sometimes quicker than you might on your own yeah exactly and that's all a coach yeah. is to guide isn't it yeah yeah deadly Sinead, where can people find you um so <laughs> yes, babe, <yeah>. <laughs> the address i'll is... be in my house because it's bloody rust yeah. <laughs> um yeah no i have so i have my private practice for therapy which is here for you therapy and then I have my coaching site, my business, which is SineadKCoaching.com. But I'm on social media and everything as well. So 
you can find me on instagram facebook all the usual spots we link, them, we link them onto the podcast perfect yeah and there's a question box now as well so if people found it i know when uh what's it called spotify there is a little question box that people can leave a uh, little whatever they thought of the podcast as well so that'd be great and feel free to share it you have full permission um did they have your permission to share it they've mine yes yes happy days yes <laughs> <laughs> share away lads um Sinead, yeah. thanks a mil. enjoy the hot weather i'm going out now to the range go to duns with a run umbrella <laughs> <laughs> so i know and um Sinead, we'll chat again thanks a mil. okay super thanks Sinead. bye bye <laughs> oh I'll, I'll stop recording now <laughs> oh thanks Sinead. i don't know how long that was <laughs>